We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. This is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you are probably familiar with it, and if you were not, prepare some insights into a kind of bizarre subculture. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children and reinforcing Christian values and teachings inside people's homes, and it was and is highly effective. We listened to and loved this show growing up, and now we are listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas that are being incepted into children's minds. We also examine how these ideas were played out in our own lives. We're excited you're here. I'm Karis. And I'm Candice. And we're really excited um, to have my good friend Jeff on our podcast today. Hi, Jeff. Jeff. Hello. Um, this is really exciting because this is the first episode of Adventures in Odyssey that Jeff has ever listened to. Um, he was not raised Christian, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did go, I did go to, to, uh, to church, um, when we were like, when I was much younger, but it was like for a very short period of time. And I think it was just so my family could fit in with the neighbors probably. Oh yeah. In Alberta, that's, uh, you know. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious, like, what were your first thoughts about the episode you listened to? What were your thoughts about wit? And what did you think of his voice? Well, his voice was, it was, it was, I guess it suits, it suits the image that I kind of have of him. Um, As far as like the episode itself, it was, it wasn't as shockingly or like so glaringly, like I was expecting more propaganda and it was it was pretty pretty subdued and it was actually somewhat of an interesting story for a child to listen to in my opinion yeah we picked um we were easing you in with like a less christian one all the they hammered home at the end but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like that's probably probably how every episode they kind of have to they 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 probably all finish off like that yeah some of them are a little uh, heavier handed than others but (laughs) yeah yeah this is kind of the first one where they dive, uh, where they kind of change genres, where they yeah. do they do like a murder mystery style thing, and that's one of the fun things about the show is that they switch it up a lot, like because they, they do sci fi and I don't know, they just they they do kind of dabble in some of everything. So this is kind of the first of those yeah. genre switching episodes, Gumshoe Detective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the episode we're talking about today is The Case of the Secret Room, originally aired August 13th, 1988, found in the second album, episodes nine and 10. So it's a two episode one. Uh, and it's 
pretty exciting as far as Adventures in Odyssey episodes go. <laughs> um, should I read the two-sentence description? Sure. So, a secret room is discovered in Wit's End that holds the skeleton of an old janitor from the Fillmore Recreation Center. Wit and Jamie Martin attempt to discover some answers. Um, I really like the secret, like, I like that they discover the secret room because it ends up being tied to a lot of other stories in the future, right? Like, um, is it the, the same railroad? One- is it the secret? I think it's the same room, isn't it? That, like, this the underground railroad went through there's like a lot of um they, they kind of just like build this narrative around it but they were always okay. my favorite stories so is it that same room then that also has a tunnel from it out into the park i think so okay yeah future these are spoilers for much much later episodes much later yeah um so we start off, we're in the, Wit is in the basement of Wit's End working on a new invention, the opposite of a microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes things cold quickly. It's a blast chiller, basically, um, for those of you who watch baking shows. Tom comes for a visit with his grandniece, Jamie Martin, and Wit is showing off his invention and telling them about... Uh, how it needs a computer transistor and he's about to put it into the invention and it drops and rolls under a cabinet. And so they move the cabinet to get to the transistor. They find a door behind it. So they investigate and they find a skeleton with a bullet hole in the shirt. So they call the police. Inspector Howards, the policeman, shows up and tells them about an unsolved mystery from 1946. They, the skeleton, it turns out, had his wallet on him and his name is Spencer Barfield. He was a drifter, and he was a janitor at the rec center. And in 1946, there was a bank robbery. Someone robbed $25,000 from the Odyssey Bank. At the same time, Spencer disappeared. We find out Inspector Howards was a rookie cop at the time, um, and they think Spencer was double-crossed by a partner that helped him pull off the robbery. And this gets Wit thinking that maybe they should do some investigating and look for the partner. And the inspector is like, after 40 years, what's the point? How could he possibly be found? And he asks Wit to kind of keep everyone out of the room and tries to just kind of shut down this idea of investigating it. Uh, Meanwhile, Jamie is super excited about everything. And Wit is really mulling it over. Um, He's really disturbed by the fact that there was a man killed and we don't know who did it and why. He says, Spencer Barfield was a man just like us, which I thought was a really interesting thing to say, because I I wondered if he was like imagining himself in that situation. Like if I had gotten killed, I would want justice, you know? Uh, Also, we're not all men. Wit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Half of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was standing there with like a teenage an adolescent girl. <laughs> he was a man just yeah. like us. Um, and then he's also really upset that we're assuming the worst, uh, that people are assuming the worst about him. He's like, nobody knows if he robbed the bank. Nobody knows if he was double crossed by a partner and shot. Nobody really knows anything. Maybe it's time we found out. Um, Tom's like, where do you start with a case that's over 40 years old? And Wit says the library, where else? <laughs> I thought this was yeah I thought this was funny because it's like 
again, this came out in 1988, which is well before Google. But any of us now listening to it would be like, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the whole, like, everyone should have a library card. Like, it's just like, just yeah. thrown in there. That was, it was like a very pro-library propaganda in there. So they get, um, they get to the library and Wit's talking about how he loves the library the most, how there's books and stories and magazines and information and everyone should have a library card. We're all like, we get it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but also like if Harry Potter was at that library, he wouldn't want people to check it out. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. Yep. He shows Jamie how to look at the microfilm about the bank robbery. Have you ever looked at microfilm? I have. I don't know if it's really a thing boring. anymore. Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably maybe like in 92, 93, probably when I was just a, a young fella and at the, at the public library. And I remember being there and I wanted to look at it. My mom was like, no, 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 you don't. And we we you know set it all up and i don't really remember the exact details and yeah it was literally just like newspaper or like the whole page and it was just you're looking the box and stuff and it was uh it was very very boring so yeah so our mom used to work at the library on the bible college campus like the college library um it, at Briarcrest and i had to, i don't know i remember i was doing some research for something and so she set that up for me one time and now i feel like it's kind of lucky that i got to do that because it, i don't think it even exists anymore it's just like like at totally. that point in time it was such old technology <laughs> you know and i remember in elementary school in grade 2 this isn't quite the same thing but it was like a film and it looked the same it was like a com little computer thing and she and um our teacher had like this film that she always had to like wrap up at the end and like i always just like was fascinated watching her wrap it up so i remember it really well but mm. she it was it was like kind of it was a different thing that i think nobody uses now but for like watching old movies for like social studies or whatever that's what she would use or like and like she'd have to like like a projector like clicked through no it wasn't a projector it was like i don't know it was like but she would like wind the film and like stick it in but it was like it looked like camera film kind of you know it was like yeah it was probably like eight millimeter film like that was maybe. um yeah but it wasn't a video it was remember. like yeah i, I feel i don't remember anyway that's the closest that i can think okay so they're looking at these old newspaper articles and we find out that the bank manager at the time was named Percival Fenwick and Mr. Whitaker knows who he is and he lives in an old wealthy part of town. Um, I think, I think he uses the term well-to-do. Oh, did he? I yeah. I believe so. <laughs> I put old money. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. from old money. Um, Ralph Howards was a new police recruit and he was knocked unconscious and didn't see anything. So that, those are kind of the new pieces of information that we gathered from the library. Um, and but they decide to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say he wasn't knocked unconscious. That was the weird thing, was that he just was suddenly unconscious. And mm. so everyone like thought he... Right? So then it becomes suspicious. Right. Mm, yeah. Um, they decide to go see Mr. Fenwick. He lives in a big, creepy mansion. Jamie's like, he must be really wealthy. And Wit's like, I think it was handed down to him by his parents, which I thought was an interesting distinction. Like, he's like, 
No. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't know. I'm like, why? Not his own money. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Bank managers don't make piles of money. Like, he couldn't afford a nice house. Yeah. 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 It was kind of like a weird judgment. Oh, well, that's that's right. This is the bank manager they're going to see, right? Or, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and Jamie's like, it doesn't look like he takes very good care of it. It looks deserted. So it kind of sets the, the scene for this like really creepy old Victorian mansion. They knock and the door just kind of creaks open. And Wit's like, Mr. Fenwick. And they hear someone yelling from in the house and go to investigate. And they walk in and there's just a whole bunch of tribal masks and weapons and paraphernalia and then mr fenwick comes along and he's like what do you want why do you want to talk to me are you trying to steal my collection (laughs) have you always been collecting souvenirs from africa okay pay attention this is very important it turns out this like obsession with african paraphernalia fenwick is like i've liked african tribal customs and relics ever since i was a child i also like how they talk about it like africa the country not the continent yeah yeah oops which is something that was is a really hard thing to break when it's like so ingrained in you from such a young age yeah um so wit asks him about the bank robbery and they find out that he managed the bank for 35 years and then was forced into retirement the robbery happened in the middle of the night someone got in through the back window and cut the alarm system wires uh, and then he doesn't want to talk about it anymore because He's mad because the president of the bank thought that he was careless and told someone where the alarm box was. So we find out that there's only three people that knew where the alarm box was, him, the detective, and the bank president. So, And he's convinced it was an inside job. He thinks it was somebody on the police force, which is our detective, what's his name? Howard? Howard. Um. So that's what he kind of leaves them with. He's like, you should look into that cop. And then he pushes them out of his house. I thought it was interesting that there was three people, but nobody decided to look into the bank, the bank president. I thought that was interesting, too. I also thought it was interesting that we focus, I mean, so much on one police officer when it's like, but I mean, there were other police officers that were around. It could have been any of them, and then they could have just taken off with the money. But he, but were they on the scene though? Because wasn't um, what's his name again? Ralph was on the scene. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You can only have so many, I guess, characters. It's all, it's already like kind of overwhelming. Like just they keep throwing these characters. Like it seems like every every four minutes, it's like how do you cram this many people in in such a short <laughs> period of time? Yeah. That's, that yeah, that's a really good exact point. thought because every like five minutes there's a new person and like a new twist and mm-hmm. even I'm sure the first time I listened to it I was not really keeping everyone straight yeah yeah, yeah. to me it rem- it's kind of like a really messy like Scooby-Doo episode basically that's what I see <laughs> yeah. it as yeah minus the big reveal at the end and like you know a monster is actually like you know old men whatever so Right, yeah. Um, so they just get they get pushed out of Fenwick's house, and then there's a typed note on Wit's car that says, "Leave well enough alone." So they go to the police station with the note and talk to the inspector about Fenwick, and tell him that he blamed 
They tell him about how Fenwick blamed him for the bank robbery. And he tells them that he just felt really embarrassed that he didn't see anything because he was walking along and then completely blanked out like he fainted. Um, And he's really upset because he was cleared of the charges. And then he also mentioned something about knowing that Wit was at the library doing research, which is a weird thing to say because that never came up in the conversation before. So we find out that he has kind of been following Wit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells Mr. Whitaker to forget about the whole thing and that he's about to retire and he just wants to live out kind of the end of his career peacefully. And then he says, quote, you need to learn to leave. Oh, you need to learn to leave well enough alone. <laughs> hmm. So they go back to Wit's End. Connie is there and we find out a strange old woman. Here's another one of those new characters. A strange old woman stopped by. <laughs> And asked a bunch of questions about the room and the skeleton and then gave her an envelope to give to Wit. And all it has is like a headline from an article from June 17th, 1946, that says police in car chase. And then they hear a noise in the secret room and Wit goes down to check it out. Connie calls the police. The window and door are broken. So someone broke in. And then a really creepy voice says... Whitaker, and then <laughs> oh and then he says oh the lights go out and he says stay out of my way and then wit gets knocked out and that's the end of the episode i re- actually like remember that moment with the voice that says Whitaker, like from when i was a kid it yeah was me like- too <laughs> it was so creepy yeah yeah i could i could definitely see that it was unnecessarily like creepy for for what it was so i could see why it kind of held with you with you guys so yeah and also the show is like generally not very exciting you know i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's compelling in a way but not like not necessarily exciting yeah Um, So then when we start part two, there's a disclaimer at the beginning that says you should listen with your parents. There was Was a disclaimer at the beginning of part one, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was listening really closely. (laughs) Yes. I I called up my parents and they didn't want to come over and listen. So I had to to do it all on my own. It was. Did you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, You had Teresa hold your hand. Yeah, yeah, Teresa yeah. was, uh, yeah, she was, and she's like, this is awesome. I'm like, okay, well, and she didn't want to take any notes with me, though, so I was on the ground for that. <laughs> no, this is a really good episode, I think, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, showing the quality, like, the production value and just the kind of the quality of entertainment. It's really well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with, like, so- the fun music that they use and stuff. Yeah, the music was fun in this one. Mm-hmm. There was so much of it too. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. Got to build the suspense. <laughs> so we open part two. Mr. Whitaker is giving a statement to Inspector Howards about the burglary. And they find out that the burglar didn't take anything. Um, and then, and again, Wit is like, you need to look into this. You need to look into this. And Inspector Howard keeps telling him to drop it. And Wit's like, Wit's basically like, I super respect the police department, but I just can't drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Me, as Mr. Whitaker, a white man in his 60s, 
presumably. Um, I think I know better than the police department. So, yeah, he basically is like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to look into it anyway. And he, they kind of rehash everything over and over. And Inspector Howard is like, leave well enough alone. (laughs) They really hammer home that where the note came from. And Wit's like, why are you so against me trying to figure this out? And he's like, as a police detective, I'm against any amateur trying to investigate murders and robberies. It always leads to trouble. Yeah, so it just made me think of the Serial podcast, how people got like so into that. And it was basically that, like amateurs trying to investigate. Although, you know, it doesn't sound like the police did a great job of it. But then there was a whole bunch of stuff that came out afterwards where they like shared misleading information on the podcast too so it's oh really yeah Hmm. or left out of the really important things anyway right so it ended up being kind of a mess they weren't able to clear him i don't know did on the hbo miniseries did they i i looked it up and i'm all confused by it so i just gave up on it (laughs) okay Yeah. yeah i think this could have been a really interesting thing to talk about had i bothered to do any research at all uh so let's move on. amazing how that works <laughs> yeah okay so then Wit ends up saying normally i'd say you're right no one should ever take the law into his own hands i'll certainly bow out if you'll look into it yourself and he says no and then Wit's like you leave me no choice but to exercise my right as a citizen as citizen and pursue this until justice is done. Oh no, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this part. It just like it's it shows you like like Wit doesn't have respect for the thin blue line and it's uh I just the whole thing was quite humorous to me. So Yeah, except he's like yeah. saying, I really have a lot of respect for you, but you're doing the yeah. wrong thing. So Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I say this, but my actions definitely don't mean what I just said. So Yeah. Because yeah. me yeah. I, me as Mr. Whitaker, I know everything. So you should always listen to me, kind of is how I read it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He even knows more than the police. Yes. Yeah. And then this also just made me think of like all the people who have taken kind of justice into their own hands. It made me think of like the Pizzagate guy, you know, who's like, why aren't the police mm-hmm. doing anything about this? And then he went and like shot up that pizza place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you believe you have like a direct line to God and other people aren't listening, then what else are you supposed to do except horrible things in the name of God? Meanwhile, Jamie has gone to the library and she found the headline from the mysterious lady, uh, which was from five days after the bank robbery. So we find out Alfred Myers. Have we heard the name Alfred Myers before? Is this the first time we kind of run into him? I think this um, is our first learning of him. Yeah. So there's our our new yeah, suspect. Our new, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's this guy named Alfred Myers. He ran a stop sign and Inspector Howards pulled him over. And then Myers took off in his vehicle and ran himself into a telephone pole and died, basically. And then suddenly the mysterious woman from the day before 
who has been listening in to Wit and Jamie comes up to them and they find out that it's Spencer Barfield's sister and that they were orphans, which is why no one knew that he had any family. Right. Um, and they find out that he used to write letters to her and in his letters, when he, when he was a janitor at the rec center in his letters, he wrote about the nervous man named Alfred Myers who came to the rec center and like snooped around in the basement all the time and how he saw him talking to Percival Fenwick, which is like very interesting things to write in a letter to your sister. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a small town back then and gossip that like, what else are you going to write about? Right. So I get it. Still a small town. Yeah. So then they decide they have to go talk to, uh, to Percival Fenwick again. So they go back to his creepy house and they ask him about Myers and he tells them that he hired him as a private investigator after the bank was robbed to follow uh, Inspector Howard's because he thought he was the inside man. And then he ushers them out because he's going to an auction of 17th century artifacts from Africa. Hmm. I wonder if it's important that he likes African stuff. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't be repeatedly bringing that up for any any sort of reason, would they? No. (laughs) No. Uh, um, that's not their style at all. They they just want to add more characters. Probably that's what they actually want to do. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tr- trying to throw in a red herring, maybe <laughs> yeah. Yeah. characters that I'm sure we'll learn more about, and they'll gr- have more than one episode arcs, <laughs> like Connie <laughs> and, and Mr. Whitaker and Tom. Yes, yeah. Uh, even Jamie is here only for this episode. I think I don't think she ever comes back. So basically, Fenwick is like. The inspector is your man. You need to go after him. And so they all go back to wit's end and they're trying to figure it out. And Tom's like, it can't be the inspector. He's one of the best detectives on the police force. He's like this great guy. Um, Karis, you had a note here. Yeah. Um, just I, as I was listening to this part, I was like, oh, it's interesting that wit isn't saying anything. You know, like Connie has her theory and then Jamie has her theory and Tom has his theory. And the three of them are kind of just like talking back and forth to each other until Tom is like, what do you think, Wit? Which in my experience with like older evangelical white guys, you (laughs) never have to ask them what they think because they've usually are the ones that are spending all of their time telling you. That's a really good point. I think I I thought that was so interesting. Sorry. (laughs) No, I think I think what they're going for is that he's really thinking about it and doesn't have like he's trying not to be accusatory, you know, because he's so fair minded. (laughs) Right. That makes sense. I also thought that it was because of like for the sake of the narrative of the story to like balance out people's lines. As like as like. An author, this is where my brain goes, is like, well, we can't have one person saying everything. We need to, like, share between everybody equally. So that was, like, where my brain went. <laughs> I think they were probably just building up because they really needed that old white guy. You know, they, they basically, they had to show how, that what he had to say was even more impactful and more important and, and powerful. So by by building that up, maybe that was the purpose. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For sure. Um, that makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's being quiet because he's so wise and <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So then, 
Okay, so then does Tom ask Wit about it? I don't have that. Yeah, so so then Tom says, what do you think, Wit? Right. Or something, okay. you know. And then Wit's like, everything I've heard bothers me. It's terrible that we even have to think about this. Murder and car accident, death, for what? Money? Money doesn't bring true happiness. And then Tom's like, where's the money? Um and nobody really gets it. And then Tom's like, where's the money? Like, think about it. And they yeah. decide that the money is probably in the room downstairs. And that's why someone like broke in to try and find it. Right. Decide to go downstairs there and they start digging in that room. Um, Wit's end closes up. Everyone leaves except Wit. And he stays alone and he's digging and he finds a box and pulls it up. And then suddenly we hear Inspector Howards who comes out from the shadows or from the door or somewhere. And he's like, that's it, Mr. Whitaker. Just pull it up and I'll take care of the rest. And we're all like, Inspector Howards, it was you. Right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. 100%. And Wit's like, oh, man, I wanted to believe you weren't involved. And he's like, well, I was humiliated throughout the town for this money. I have to be involved. Move to the back of the hole, Mr. Whitaker. (laughs) I thought that was just like a funny line. I don't know. Step away from the box. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we find out he's the one who left the note on the car windshield. And he was trying to send Wit on a wild goose chase. Which we're very surprised about that it was him who left the note. Because he said the same phrase. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so then Wit asks him how he did it and Howard's is shocked about how he like pulled off the robbery and Howard's is shocked that he's being accused of the robbery. And we find out that he's actually been secretly investigating the case because he, and he wanted to think that he wanted the criminals to think he had given up um, and he couldn't uh, afford to trust anyone, not even Wit. And see, see so, what I really, what I really, really like about this is because this is like 1988 or something or 86 and this happened in 1946 so it's literally a 40 year cold case that he's has this embarrassment and like like why would you sit on it this long like <laughs> i'm pretty sure he kept coming up with something a bit sooner than 40 years to figure out how to how to crack this case especially if he's like such a good detective like everyone keeps <laughs> saying he is <laughs> right yeah. like you wouldn't need the body to so they have this moment where Wit finds out that Howard's is clean and he has to be because this is Adventures in Odyssey and we cannot portray the police in a negative light. So. Oh, yeah. Good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. No, yeah. you just can't. Yeah. Um, so they have this beautiful moment and then suddenly we hear another voice from the shadows and it's Fenwick um, who's like, that's my money. And we, we find out he explains in true super villain fashion, he explains <laughs> the entire thing to us. Um, he planned the robbery with Myers, who used a knockout dart on Howard's, which was a clever invention from Africa. Hmm? Right? Because mm-hmm. they dip, yeah. it's like a dart and you dip the tip in something that makes people go to sleep. And we find out Spencer was just an innocent bystander. And Myers was on his way to meet Fenwick when he ran the stop sign. And and the rest, as we say, is history. So then he tells them 
that he's got he's got this like special made cane, which just made me think of like the old Batman, like um, <laughs> the penguin old characters. Penguin, yeah. Yes. yeah, didn't he have like a crazy cane? Yeah, I think he could pull out. He had like a sworded or something. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And those, no, those would have been much earlier than this. When were those, like, in the 60s? Those, like, really old campy ones? Oh, yeah, those 50s? were 60s. Yeah. 60s. yeah. 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 Um, anyway, he has this special made cane, and it's full of knockout darts. So he's going to knock them out, and then he'll be able to get away. But the thing is, they know who he is. Like, how? where is he going to get away to? Like, why yeah. is he leaving them alive? He just told them everything. Well, and the fact that he was, like, threatening them with the knockout darts instead of just using them. <laughs> He's like, if you don't let me get away, I'm going to use these knockout darts on you. Um, yeah, which okay. just seemed, like, yeah, very strange. The whole thing was weird, yeah. I think, obviously, they couldn't have him threatening to kill them because Murder. it's right. children's radio drama and kids would be too scared of that. So I'm sure that's why that part of the plot sucks yeah so instead they, they basically they've um like they have this whole generation of children that are afraid of knockout darts instead of being murdered <laughs> yeah. by criminals. True. Yeah. we all thought those were going to be a much bigger problem in our lives than they turned yeah. out to be yeah. i mean between this and george of the jungle <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a good point yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and then suddenly from the shadows it's Mrs. Barfield, Ms. Barfield, Ms., the sister yeah. <laughs> of the the murdered guy who shows up to stop everything. Yeah. Our lady hero. Um, she called the police. The police are on the way. She used the radio in the inspector's car to call the police. Do you, uh, do police just leave their cars open for people to that? That was strange to me. Well, Ralph Howard is not really that good of a police officer, so maybe, you know, I could see him leaving his car unlocked. <laughs> maybe also because Odyssey is such a small town and so wholesome. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like a bad idea to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we hear the police sirens in the distance. Mr. Fenwick is going to go to trial. It's like the next day, I think, and they're talking about it. Um, And Mr. Whitaker's like, poor Spencer, it's just not fair to lose a life over something so worthless as money, which is kind of the theme, the theme running all the way through. Like money is so bad. And then here comes our Bible verse of the episode. And Tom says, I guess that's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And then Inspector Howard shows up to apologize to Mr. Whitaker for some reason. I'm like, why are you apologizing to him? <laughs> you told him to keep his nose out of it. And then he just dived right in and made things much more complicated. But I guess I guess you were in the wrong here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird to me. Everyone always yeah. has to apologize to Mr. Whitaker because he's always in the right Yes. Um, the money's going to go back to the bank and they're going to give some to charity. And Wit's really upset because he has a room in his basement that serves as a constant reminder of greed and how it hurts people. And it's hard for him to be happy about that. 
And Tom's like, if we can't be happy, at least we know we learned something. And Wit's like, I hope we have, Tom. I hope we have. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah, but I have two points of those that very end part there with the, yeah. the money and the charity thing. Like it's 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 twenty five thousand dollars, so it's really not a huge amount of money. And like the bank has clearly written this off their books for like half a century. Why can't they just put it all towards charity? Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then also too um, with uh with oh sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, with with wit. Um, the same sort of thing like how it, it all comes back on like kind of, like he has this thing where it's like it's poor me like i have this 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 death room now and stuff and it's like all this more important thing like there's the uh you know like the sister has like this you know her her brother has been like he's, he's dead confirmed 100 percent. like all this stuff's going on it's like it's like oh well i got ghosts in my basement now like it's it's kind of ridiculous that's so true it's like so narcissistic <laughs> Like, yeah. actually, a lot of good yeah. came out of it, right? Because yeah. it was, yeah, like, his sister has closure now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. His money's going to charity. And, yeah. And that, too, and, like, and like Wit, like, he didn't even know the death room was there. Like, even, like, with home inspection, like, when he, per- well, I guess not home inspection, but when they purchased this property, like, how did, what kind of inspector didn't even, like, like, there's this huge space somewhere in the house and, like, it's uh, like you don't know what you're going to find in this room that it, it's it's you know, there could be faulty wiring. There could be all sorts of terrible things like they he needs to find a different home or a different inspector if he ever decides to buy another property ever again. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. This place was yeah. like slated for demolition when he mm. dramatically bought it mm. from the city council. <laughs> oh, didn't, so. did you, didn't you guys review like that yeah. was like in the first episode? I'm sorry. That was well, no, like, no, 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 probably no. Know, yeah. so. I what you don't remember every single part of every single episode. <laughs> I only listened to your show once through, and then I, I guess I just it, it, you I'm know gone out of my, my once mind. isn't enough. Yeah, clearly you don't <laughs> study it. Um, yeah. yeah, So maybe they missed. Also, I think Karis is right. I think that room was built specifically to like hide people on the underground railroad, so it probably wasn't mm. in the blueprints or anything. Yeah, right. And it was behind this like cupboard or whatever that covered the entire wall Mm because they make a point of saying like have you even moved this cupboard since you moved in here and (laughs) or whatever yeah Yeah. but um the the thing that i found funny is like at the beginning of the episode jamie is so it like excited when they're like oh there's this room back here she's like i bet there's treasure in it (laughs) and then at the end it turns out there was treasure Yeah. (laughs) yeah totally I liked what you said like $25,000 is not that much money like if you were Fenwick would you like risk it for $25,000 I mean maybe in 46 that was a lot of money I don't know Steven here just really quickly interjecting to say that $25,000 in 1946 dollars is about $135,000 today I think Candace's point still stands I just wanted to throw that in there Mm mm-hmm Plus, don't you have all of your parents' wealth, apparently, in your creepy mansion <laughs> yeah. on the hill? But he spent it I all think... on African relics, though. So. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 yeah he has an addiction. <laughs> um, I, I think the fact that the house was, like, falling apart and not well-maintained was maybe supposed to point to him not having much money anymore or right. 
I don't know. That's what I kind of because I was like, why else? Especially, <laughs> I completely especially like, that. yeah. So did I. Especially like being um, pushed into retirement. Sorry, my brain stopped for two <laughs> seconds. But like being like forced into retirement. Like he didn't want to retire maybe because he didn't have the money to retire. And they just were like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. He decided also, to load, load up his cane with poison darts. He's like, I'm getting that 25 grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Also, I like how Wit made a point of being like, oh, well, he got this house from his parents. Like, yeah, just like he doesn't have. Obviously, he doesn't have like merit to be wealthy on his own, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which um, I think like okay. kind of points to then like oh he's kind of this lazy guy who wants to get money easily by robbing the bank <laughs> it's like right, a small right, feeling yeah. it all it all ends up you know fitting together in the puzzle oh yeah. um and we need to add a death to our list of deaths oh yeah i saw that yeah i saw that note yeah what is our death tally now i started now? our list i don't know i started our list and i can't find it right now another man died by a bullet wound. Mm-hmm. It's a very manly death. <laughs> Women always die. Especially when you're an outlaw bank yeah. robber. I mean, I don't I don't know. The ones that I the women's deaths that I remember are always like medical things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then their death always like spurs a man in their life to greatness. Yeah. It's this is my theory that life. we're that we're investigating. <laughs> it's, it's it's a worthy cause. I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that I find interesting about this episode, just looking at focus on the family and Adventures in Odyssey, like as organizations, how, you know, it's so like the love of money is the root of all evil, all of this stuff, like anti-money, but like they're both, making like folks on the family is like making money hand over fist yes okay like this like it's it's such a hypocritical storyline you know like adventures and odyssey you can't find the episodes anywhere like they don't even have them like to listen to online or anything except like one at a time and like it's i don't know just like some of those things that's like but if you didn't if you weren't really in it for the money then like you would be having this content available for people who didn't have money to Mm -hmm. buy it. Right. Like there'd be Mm -hmm. a little more like, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing. Okay. And that also reminded me of like church, like there's so many of these big churches, right. There are these mega churches that are just like big corporations and they make so much money pastors with like six figure salaries. And even the church that we used to go to, they, when I was in high school, they did, this is a church in Red Deer. They did mm-hmm. a big reno. Like they added a whole bunch onto one part of the church and they basically started a restaurant in the church. So, oh, yeah. you know, they, and I remember they were talking about like the fundraising and they needed, I don't know, like $25,000 or $50,000 for like this industrial refrigerator. And my friend wrote on one of the comment cards, she's like, 
why are we spending so much money on a refrigerator when there's people starving? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. And so they started this like this. It's not it wasn't even like a cafe, like a free meal after church it was like if you had money you could go and pay and buy a meal after church and like fellowship with other people so it's still like a money-making endeavor yeah i forgot about that i mean and then okay i didn't because okay then the youth pastor like read through the comments and he found that one and he was like he was ben was there too and he's like is this from your sister (laughs) they thought it was from me (laughs) and i was flattered that's funny yeah i love that um just just an associate of yours that's all so yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah okay and speaking of that church and money when i was working in the church community i got the opportunity to find out how much everyone made in that church (laughs) oh how much did the head pastor make uh, 122,000. Oh yeah, yeah. That tracks. Yeah. And then yeah, and then the next highest paid employee was like 80,000 or something. Yeah, which was probably like the other pastor. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like and yeah, another pastor, another like, pastor that had been there a long time. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else like like people that I know that were pastors there of like the youth or kids or younger people were making like 35,000. No way. You know? Really? Yeah, something like that. Because That's um, like ridiculous. When, yeah, well, because like one person was only technically working part-time, but like you're never just working part-time when you work for a church. And so that person was making like, I want to say somewhere in the 30,000 range. I was like, oof. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like some of those things that I stumbled upon. And so then I... um not me, but someone that I know asked the youth pastor just like out of curiosity because it's public knowledge on if you go to their, um, what is it, like their C- the CRA website or whatever, any charity, it will tell you like the brackets that people make. So the oh, highest yeah. bracket was like 120 to 150,000 or 150. And then under that it was, you know, and then it says how many employees make that much money are within that bracket or whatever. So it doesn't give you like this person makes this much money, but it gives you like kind of an idea. So this person asked the, um, the youth pastor like, Oh, so I saw on the website, like that one of, one of your employees makes this much money or one of the, one of the people there. And, and was like, do you know who it is just to see what he would say? And he was like, Oh yeah, I think that's actually like one of the missionary couples. Cause it's like two of them under one salary. And that's some bullshit like, right yeah. well but i think part of it too was like it was like i wouldn't be surprised if the youth pastor actually believed that because i don't think anyone else knew how much the head pastor actually made and this was like a brand new youth pastor like as of a couple years ago yeah but what missionary even single under oh i like, know yeah. what missionary it's is like making six figures L- yeah I don't know. It was like an like elder missionary couple that yeah, he no. said, but oh, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. but he it's was insane. convinced of it. So I just, yeah, I thought it was funny. Was yeah, because like, oh, like missionaries literally every year go and beg around at different churches for sponsors. Like, there's no yeah. way one church is paying them a hundred over a hundred thousand. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a missionary couple. Maybe it was just like a 
like a I don't know, like a couple that was on staff that were just like taking one salary or something and splitting it between the two. Either way, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and I no. just wanted to be like, no, like I know how much you make. I know how much the head pastor makes. <laughs> and let me tell you, he makes like three or four times as much as you do. <laughs> anyway, uh, church, I had church. too much power Yeah, in my last church job. I knew too much. Um, but I mean, I think it is... I think one thing that I did take away from my religious upbringing is this idea like money is a corrupting influence. Mm -hmm. And I think it has like really corrupted churches. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. There's like the Joel Osteens of the world and like, Oh man, I know. (laughs) Well, cause there's another, so there's another church in Red Deer that I looked into their like CRA stuff because I was curious to see like, if this church, the head pastor made this much, I wonder about the other church. And I think their pastor made um, somewhere between one fifty and 200000 a year. You know, and the church that I worked at, like, the pastor made, like, 50000 And then we were low on finances, so he cut his pay in half so that we could cover stuff <laughs> for, like, a year. Wow. So, but he, yeah. He like he really believed. I think a lot of these mega church pastors are just like very cynical. You know, they're just there, totally, kind of taking advantage of people. Totally, yeah. Um, okay, just like can we do the totally different personality. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can we do the questions from the wiki? I'm excited for people's mm-hmm. answers. <laughs> Question one: Why was Wit so intent on following this case? Thoughts, Jeff? So I th- I think that he was so intent because he. Now he has this uh, the ghost in his basement. Probably that has nothing to do with like his. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> no, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. He wanted like to that. like kind of figure it out so he could purify the space. Almost like I think because so, because yeah. he he is the one that's so like he's he's got the short end of the stick out of the whole episode, right? Because his his uh, since his property's tainted now. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I didn't even think about like how <laughs> how focused he is on that. Yeah. 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 I just want to say um I would love a spin-off that's like Wit and the Ghost and they like go and solve mysteries together or something. <laughs> like I yeah. wish that his basement was haunted. I feel like that would make the series way more fun. Yeah. But and and then the ghost would have yeah, have more of the show than even Jamie, right? Cuz she's as you say, she's just in this for this one episode and she's gone, right? So it'd be yeah. humorous that this dead guy has more of a, a presence. <laughs> what yeah, a way totally. to honor his memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you think Wit would have cared as much if it was a woman? Definitely not. Well, I he would have been he would have been driven though, was because remember you were saying that with the with women that die in the show, like then the man has a purpose. So maybe he would be even yeah. it, you know he would be more even more driven to uh, to solve the the case. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. or maybe the inspector would have been more driven, or would have yeah. yeah. I wonder how like a woman's death would have would have changed the story. It would have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um. I just thought I thought he somehow saw himself in that dead body. He's like, that could be me, but I don't know why like I don't know why that connection would be made, but just the way he talked about it, like he yeah. was a man just like us. Jamie. <laughs> 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 Jamie, little girl. 
Um, so my theory then is to take both of your theories and put them together. Mm. So the ghost possessed wit, and then mm. that's what made wit dr- so driven because the ghost was solving his own murder. But wouldn't right. the ghost probably know how he was murdered? Oh, yeah, good point, yeah. Yeah, because he was shot, right? <laughs> Darn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I, mi- I missed that loophole. But I'll still go with your theory. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. Thanks for, thanks, thanks Jeff. <laughs> yeah, for, for just disassembling what you just, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. yeah. No, you're, that's okay. yeah, that's you're what right. we do here. Poke yeah. holes and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Witt said he was exercising his rights as a citizen by pursuing the case. What did he mean? Is that a thing that you can just do? I don't know, because I know, uh, like, this is an American show, and I know things are different here, and I've definitely gotten confused uh, before between things that are legal in America and things that are here (laughs) because of TV. And not really knowing totally. anything about Canadian law. <laughs> um, well, because isn't like also like making a citizen's arrest a thing? Like, yeah. But again, I don't know if that's only America. Yeah. But can you be yeah, a citizen's like detective? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mr. Whitaker, private eye. Slash inventor. Slash, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Micro or uh, reverse microwave inventor, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And just think, if he'd never lost his little transistor, none of this would have happened. Also, if he'd never invented the blast chiller, we would not have nailed it, as we know it. The TV show. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Which we all know is the best TV show. It's the it's my favorite baking one for it's, sure. It's so funny. <laughs> Um, exercising. What did he mean? I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) I I don't understand the question. I understand the question. I just don't know even whichever, like in Canada or America, if you can actually are allowed to do that. Right. Like, I guess what kind of qualification do you need to be like a private investigator? You probably just have to say you're a private investigator and then you can do, you can do it. Like, I don't know if there's like like a license you need or something? Yeah, do you need a license? There's going to be some sort of courses you would need to take and some sort of like credentials, I would assume. I mean, according to Veronica Mars, you do. But... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. According well. to to this, though, you just have to be an ice cream shop uh, right. owner. That's what it is? He's an ice cream shop guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, I am paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have um, you on for one of the movies, like the kids' movies, yeah. and you can oh, like get no, a man. picture of Wit's End. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So my question about this question then is related to, we were talking about that podcast where they like come up with new information every week or whatever. Is Cereal? that, yeah. Is that not the same, a similar thing of them? Like, is that them investigating it and like yeah. coming up with information? Would so, that be like similar to what Wit did or am I so super off? That's why it made me think of that, like it, because yeah. they did their own investigation, and then they presented kind of the evidence as they found it. So, and then a whole bunch of people, like, just listening to it, then started kind of looking into it themselves, and like throwing their so, own theories. Yeah. So it's like a larger scale. 
all of these people just like exercising their rights as citizens. Yeah. Just like the guy who went and shot up the pizza place was exercising his right as right. a citizen. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not sure where it ends. Like, right, obviously, you're like not allowed to shoot people as a citizen, except they also aren't really stopping people from doing it. So, you know, it's hard to know. But then also in, in Witt's case... And are you allowed to bring a child into danger and bring her to all these, like, you know, as you're investigating? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of crazy <laughs> if you think about it. I didn't think about very irresponsible. Actually, yeah. this, this was, you reminded me of something I wanted to talk about, like, Wit hanging out with, like, a younger kids. Like, remember, because he took that other girl to <laughs> yeah, the ghetto the or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, what is it yeah. about wit taking like girls into dangerous situations? But he's he's also like he can protect them, and he's all I don't know. I mean, I get like, yeah. Is it is it to like show his wholesomeness or like yeah, something? like he's? I mean, yeah, I think it is partly to show like how trustworthy he is. Like you can trust him with a young girl in the ghetto, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, or at a, except or at a there, he totally post. abandoned her. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "I'm gonna leave you with this stranger now. See ya." <laughs> Peace. And and this one, at least, he like stays with her. Mm-hmm. Well, he better. There's a murderer on the loose. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 There's a 40 year old cold case happening right now. <laughs> yeah, unfolding before our eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, here's a good one. Wit lamented that this whole incident was caused by greed. When have you felt greedy? <laughs> I want some I want some real real exposure here. Tell me something mm. very vulnerable. Oh man. I know I no can't pressure. I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh man. From my childhood? Can it be something like sinful? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Whatever you want to share. So, really, so when there's I was, no rules. Okay, this I would have been probably like guessing eight or nine years old, and uh, we didn't grow up with a whole lot of money. And my my uh, stepdad was a like a like a maintenance guy for like an a uh, like a apartments. He did apartments and like commercial businesses and stuff. And he would he was the guy who would also like um take the coins out of like laundry machines and stuff like that. And one day he must've did it like after hours and he couldn't take all the coins to whatever office he had to take it to. So he brought them home. So he had like a five gallon pail full of quarters. And uh, I thought I was being so sneaky. And I like creeped into uh, like our entryway where it was sitting. And I like slowly tried to pick out, I picked out $2 in quarters and my, um, my parents, they knew like I was taking longer than I should have. And, uh, I come back into the living room and they, they knew like instantly and I emptied my pockets and um, that's might be the greediest thing I've ever done possibly. That $2. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know what I was going to spend it on, but it was going to be something great, you know, back in whatever it was, 1993. Like five cent so. candies. You could get so many of those. Oh, oh man. man. So Seriously. many. Yeah. Mojos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a couple packs of trading cards maybe, or maybe one pack. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what they cost back then. So. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's when when greed has has uh, has led me astray. I guess. Yeah. It took control um, of you. Yeah. For, <laughs> for eight quarters. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar. Well, I don't know if it was 
grade, I don't, I think I was like six or seven and I had just gotten like this little wallet. Um, and we were visiting my grandparents and my aunt was still living with them. And in her room, she had like this fishbowl, just like full of pennies. And I remember I just like went in there and I just took a whole bunch of pennies and I like filled up my wallet. <laughs> no one ever <laughs> caught amazing. me. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure. And I felt so guilty. You, <laughs> you also, what did you do with it? <clears throat> I don't Sorry. know. <laughs> Spend no, it I was on just Mojo is probably. Yeah. But you also probably had less than $2 of coins. So I'm, I'm still, sure. I probably I'm had like 50 cents at the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, if this is a greed contest, I win between the two of us. <laughs> hmm. I'll have yeah. to think harder. Yeah. Man, I wish I had a better one, but I just remember, I think I stole a dollar from Candace once. You like, yeah. do you remember this? No. You had a, when we were, when we were in um, Saskatchewan, you, I think, I think, but it was like after we weren't in the sleeping in the same room, like when we got our own rooms, you had a dollar sitting on your dresser or something. And I saw it there and I like knew that it was there and I thought about it for like, I don't know, maybe a day, what felt like forever. And finally I like took it. It was like, she's never going to know. And like an hour later, you're like, Kara stole my money. <laughs> you like knew. <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't. And then I think I gave it back to you. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't remember that at I all. Wasn't I, a was, good, I wasn't a good liar. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you got away with it. No, it's like if you wanted I think you it were so too bad. smart for me. I was like, I know. Well, I just like I kept thinking about it. It was like it's just you probably were like coming into my room, staring at the loony. Totally like, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. I think also I as a kid, I was prone to like trying to take the biggest piece of dessert, which is pretty. Oh, greedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we uh, were talking about like this greed thing and we're like, oh yeah, 25 grand, that's not much money. And then uh, <laughs> we're talking about, yeah, our greed, it's like a dollar, two dollars <laughs> yeah. taking big slices of pie. Yeah, that's that seems about right. I feel like those are also the kinds of things that kids would say. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, when were you likely. greedy? And then also yeah, totally. then yeah. would be made to feel so horribly guilty about. Like, of hmm. course, a you're dollar. a kid, you shouldn't, take, yeah. you shouldn't take other people's money, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I get it. You don't want to teach your kids that it's okay to steal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I learned my lesson that day. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to keep your greed under control? I think shame is is what I'm fe I'm feeling. That, shame. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. For children, that's a great great tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of trying to do this no shame thing and parenting is a lot harder. Oh, I bet. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> or my other answer to that question is just don't. Just give in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take the big take the biggest piece of pie. Yeah. Keep the keep the two bucks and quarters. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I um I was gonna say Jesus. Oh yeah, that's always the answer. You asked right, Jesus yeah. to change your heart. Yes. Oh, dang. Course. Yeah. It's okay. You wouldn't know this because you didn't go to years and years yeah. of Sunday school. Yeah. 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 I missed that boat. Yeah. 
it's not too late. You could go yeah. now. There's adult <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> is that the, isn't that just called church? No, but then they also have like sometimes they have Sunday school or like small group things. Like oh, that you can go, yeah. you go, like it's like before church. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think I'm busy on Sunday. Yeah. Pre-church, <laughs> church, in case you're not getting enough. Yeah. Any more thoughts on that episode? It was pretty exciting. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of twists and turns. And um, I can't say it kept me guessing because it was pretty obvious what was going on. But it was uh, it was a worthy listen. Yeah. Well, I think the way they, they kept you guessing was just introducing new characters. <laughs> Bam! Yeah. You thought you knew what's going on. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Um, oh, here's this character, but he's dead. No. <laughs> yeah, here's another character. But you'll never actually hear about them ever again. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I want Jamie um, to come back. She was a pretty good little I detective. Mm-hmm. I all about Jamie though. I don't know how good of a detective she was because, like, when they were talking earlier about like the 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 murder, and it's like, oh, the, um, the detective said to I think it was the detective said to Wit, and it's like, oh, it was in the forties, and then uh, Jamie's like the nineteen forties. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what the eighteen forties? Like, uh, so as good as a detective she thinks she is, I don't know. She's got some. She's bad with her yeah. math skills if she thinks that Wit is. <laughs> You know, 160 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, fun fact. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, fun fact, Jamie does come back in one other episode. Episode number 138. So we'll get to that one eventually. It's called The Adventure of the Adventure. That sounds so good. I wonder if it's yeah, another it mystery. It's like a behind the scenes episode. Wait, so it's not a real episode? It's not a real episode. I feel <laughs> I'm so disappointed. She never This comes episode back. is a behind the scenes look at the production of Adventures in Odyssey. It also marks the last appearance of Officer David Harley. His ghost uh, later appears in A Thanksgiving Carol. Because ghosts are okay when you're ripping off. Well, because off, it's like, um, a, yeah, it's Dickens. Dickens, Dickens is like yeah. wholesome. <laughs> yeah. He was a Christian, right? I don't yeah, know. totally. I don't know. No, I bet you can. You can't wait to add that death to your 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 death tally. Yeah, that's going to be a officer. satisfying yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought he was. Um, oh wait, David Harley, not Harlow Doyle. Yeah, Har- I was thinking Harlow Doyle. Oh, is right. that the same guy? What? Did, that's what I thought. Also, Charles Dixon's was a Christian, but he didn't like evangelicalism or Roman Catholicism. Fun they fact. love him, <laughs> David Harley. Yep. Is that Har- That's not Harlow Doyle. No, but it's the same voice. Okay, yeah. They had right? to kill him Isn't off it? because people didn't like that he was incompetent. Any other any other thoughts? Would you listen to more Adventures in Odyssey? I, I probably would. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. If you, if you, if uh, if I find an easy way to get my hands on more of them, I'll uh, I'll play them through. Awesome. Um, if you had children, would you let your children listen to them? Uh, Based on this episode? Yeah, based on this one. Um, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most innocuous of all of the ones we've listened to, I feel like. Yeah, but um, I could just let them watch like old Scooby-Doo and they'll be like, it'd be so much better, you know? Like, yes, that's yeah. true, yeah. But not godly. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do mean, you have anything 
Oh, go ahead. I, I was listening when I was listening through. Um, they have like these kind of like commercials for like music partway <laughs> through the video. I know. And sorry. Do you know how to find any of this music? Because there was one song I forgot what it was called, and it was the catchiest thing ever. I might actually go back through the episode and find it and try to like hunt down the song. Was it the dog it, and fleas one? My dog has fleas. Yeah, I think that That's was the it. Only yeah. Dog has fleas. <laughs> yeah. And so that, okay, that's for something called Eugene Sings, which I had never heard of before mm-hmm. listening to these. And Eugene uh, is a character. He's like a very prominent character that we haven't met later yet. Later on. Yeah. 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 he There is uh, recordings on YouTube. Oh, perfect. I just found. There you go. My dog has fleas. So. <laughs> and that, and now I'll be able to make a really fire playlist now that I know that all this other stuff's on YouTube. And like, yeah, well, just, yeah. my day has just gotten so much better. <laughs> yeah it's just gonna be all adventures and odyssey all the time yeah yeah my wife You'll is probably you could me. probably even find parts of like the videos on youtube mm. like the cartoons yeah i wonder probably um anything you want to plug while you're here i really ha- don't need to plug anything at all no <laughs> No. Do you want follows on social media? We have like 15 people who listen to us, so you oh, might get it. Well, out of those 15 people, I'm one of them. You're one, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys feel free, I'm, I'm Grabby Jeffy on Instagram. And if you like silly pictures of repainted toys and other nonsense, uh, I'm there. Cool. Well, thanks for coming and joining us today, Jeff. This was really fun. Yeah, yeah. yes, it was. Um, yes. I'm excited to have you back in another episode. Yeah. We'll pick a like Thanks. a really cringy one for your next one. Now we've like oh, yes. eased you in, then yeah. we'll do yeah, we'll find a really yeah. bad one. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll give you access to everything and then you can just like listen through. That's awesome. I can't oh, yeah, wait you could pick the, your uh... own actually if you wanted oh. to listen to them all <laughs> for the next season. <laughs> that that might be a little bit ambitious, I'm thinking. So Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. How yeah. committed yeah. are you? <laughs> We'll see. You know, I'm I'm riding high right now. I just got off of listening to you know a a double header. You know, like a two part episode. Yeah, yeah. Don't get your hopes up too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. bring bring on all the uh, all the propaganda. I can I can see what I can handle. <laughs> Next time you come on, you'll be like, I basically am wet. Listen to everything I have to <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> Well, I'm not that old, but I'm definitely like right. a white guy. So that's a step in the right direction. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I might be old by the time that I'm on the next one. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. There are like yeah. 90 seasons of this. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, interestingly, awesome. like Mr. Whitaker's voice in these older episodes is like what I think of as Mr. Whitaker's voice. And then I think the voice actor died and they had to get a new yeah. voice. And then I think that voice actor died. Like, I think his voice has changed a few times. Yeah. And it's, so, yeah. I don't like this. The is name. like, yeah. hashtag my wit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be a, like a, a Trending. running hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media at ideology podcast that is for twitter and instagram and if you want to hear even more content join our patreon five dollars a month and you get at least one extra episode not adventures and odyssey related just talking about other things um and maybe more uh, one extra episode a month i mean and maybe more so uh yeah uh thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time